0: It's time to duel! When it comes to anime in 2020, a lot of production plans got changed across the board. The year started off as planned with some 2019 carryovers, the first half of Haikyuu season 4, and various new anime. Then spring came around, and well, Certain world events happened, and various anime halted production until summer, creating just a domino effect. A lot of anime originally planned for the end of 2020 got pushed back until next year, and we were left with some new seasons for already established anime, a hit or miss pile of new anime, and the love it or leave it manhwa adaptations. Now, don't get me wrong when I say this. There have been several anime, both new and continuing, that I have absolutely loved this year. And before this year is over, there will be another video and or podcast episode covering my favorite anime from this year. But when I think of trends and hype, one can't overlook the new Jujutsu Kaisen anime, even when it's only five episodes in at the time of recording this podcast. Uh, As the newest anime based off a series from Shonen Jump, Jujutsu Kaisen has a lot to live up to, especially during a year with several new season installments of other popular Jump titles. But so far, again, just five episodes in at the time of writing, but six episodes on the day this video releases, Jujutsu Kaisen has been living up to the hype. With that in mind, could Jujutsu Kaisen be the title that takes home the big awards in the next annual Crunchyroll Anime Awards? Probably. My name is Jordan, a.k.a. Axel Blaze, and in this episode of the Axel Blaze Productions podcast, we will be discussing the possibility of Jujutsu Kaisen, the latest and greatest anime from Shonen Jump, taking home the big awards for the 2021 Crunchyroll Anime Awards. With that being said, it's speculation time. So first and foremost, we should talk about the Crunchyroll Anime Awards as a whole. For those unaware, the CAA, and I'm, I'm using this acronym now so it'll be easier in the long run, uh, the awards have been going on since 2017 for a total of four years so far. Crunchyroll has a panel of judges announce nominees for several anime-related categories, i.e. Best Drama, Best Boy, Best Director, etc., etc. And they're all based on various anime from the previous year. So, for example, 2017 covered the anime from 2016. And after a short voting time in January-February, Crunchyroll announces the winners in February. There aren't any monetary awards, but there is a degree of pride on the line. Though that could be said for the fans more so than the creators. And why do I say that? Well, because like I said, voting is done by the public. And that, that's led to some big swings and controversies over the four years that the awards have been going on so far. Fandom versus Fandom, duking out for Supremacy. The public has voted on anywhere from 14 to 18 categories, 14 in 2017 up to 18 in 2020, with a special non-voted award on the side, and a series can be nominated for multiple categories as long as it applies. Over the four years, some notable numbers include an anime receiving 10 nominations in the same year, two anime tying for the most wins in a year, that number being 7, One anime had nine nominations one year without a single win. And one anime had 24 nominations and 13 wins over the course of three years. And I'll give you a few seconds to guess which anime series I'm talking about here. Alright, so if you guessed My Hero Academia and Yuri on Ice as the winning series, then you are correct. The sad nine nomination and zero win anime was Kabaneri of the Iron Fortress um, back in 2016 for the 2017 awards. And that is is a big oof right there. Um, There have been other anime over the years with multiple nominations and multiple wins. Um, but My Hero and Yuri on Ice, uh, they, they made for a very polarizing reception. The CAA started in 2017, and Yuri on Ice won in all seven categories that it was nominated in. Uh, Mob Psycho Season 1 and a race were able to pick up two wins apiece, and this was the first win for My Hero Academia where Deku earned uh, the award for Hero of the Year. And uh, this would not be the first time that uh, he would win it. So, again, a little bit of controversy there. Now, that being said, having an anime win half of the total awards in the first year wasn't, in my opinion, the greatest look in terms of credibility. Um, Not saying that Yuri on Ice wasn't good and or didn't have, you know, popular appeal because Believe me, it did. It had a lot of appeal. Um, But, uh, yeah, when when one anime goes home with 7 out of 14 awards, that's a lot. Uh, And, in all honesty, the next year fared about the same. Because, in 2018, that was the year that My Hero Season 2 racked up a total of 10 nominations. 10. And took home 7 wins out of those 10. And it's the only series to have received more than nine nominations in a single year, and it tied the seven-win record that Yuri on Ice had from the year before. Out of 17 categories that year, My Hero had nominations in eight of them, uh, and two of those categories had two nominees um, from My Hero. And they only won, or they only lost in one category. Uh, So out of the... Eight that they were nominated and they won seven of them. Um, and that one loss that they had, which is the big one, um, they lost Anime of the Year. And that one was actually won by Made in Abyss. Um, which is another one where, depending on who you ask on the internet, is another controversial pick. But I haven't watched it myself yet, so I can't say anything. Um... That being said, the My Hero wins, they didn't stop in 2018. They didn't. Um, Season 3 would go on to rack up five nominations in 2019 and win four out of those five categories. Uh, This time, it was losing to Violet Evergarden in the Best Animation category. In addition, the Two Heroes movie was also nominated for Best Movie and it won. (laughs) Um, and, uh, again, I had mentioned before that Deku would go on to win two Hero of the Year awards and in, uh, in 2019. He won Best Boy. Um, and I'm personally not a fan of the character winning that often, multiple times. Um, personally, uh, to me, I, I think that if you win... If a character specifically, I don't necessarily care about like an anime that has multiple seasons. Like if especially if multiple seasons are good, if they get nominated and win multiple times, I I just don't think that a a character should win a a single category more than once. Um, And the best protagonist, best boy switch up thing that doesn't necessarily feel any better to me personally, um, but. Having the same character win the same category year after year, it doesn't sit right. I I feel like there could have been other nominations, had other people, you know, win for that. But, you know, I digress. I I digress. Um, I do want to mention um, that in 2019, this was also another year with an anime getting a bunch of nominations without taking home a single award. Uh, Megalobox was nominated in eight categories and did not take home a single win. And again, I had mentioned before um, that the only bigger loser uh, was Kabinari of the Iron Fortress back in 2017, um, when that one was nominated for nine awards and didn't win a single one. Um, in 2019, Devilman Cryberry... <laughs> Cryberry. Devilman Cryberry... Had, oh my god. <laughs> I keep saying Cryberry. I don't know why I keep saying Cryberry. Devilman Cry Baby. There we go. There we go. Um, that one had the second most nominations in 2019 with seven, and it won in two categories. And it won for Best Director and Anime of the Year. So, once again, um, snubbing out my hero uh, to win that one. And I, I definitely agree with that one. Uh, Devilman Cry Baby was absolutely fantastic. Um, hands down, one of the best anime that has been put on Netflix, um, with several more to come in later years. Um, like even 2019, all honesty was absolutely fantastic for Netflix. Um, and there's some good stuff coming up in 2020 too, um, with a lot of partnerships and coming up. So, uh, but that being said, Devilman Crybaby, if you haven't watched it already, it's weird. Uh, the anime and animation the art style and the animation are unusual compared to, you know, some of the more typical stuff that is out there. Um, but it was a, you know, fantastic reboot of a series that has been out for decades. Uh, so if you haven't watched it yet, I definitely recommend it. Um, subscribe to Netflix or borrow somebody's account just so you can watch it. Um, and that was for speaking for 2020. Um, in all honesty, I was surprised that my hero only had one nomination in 2020, uh, and that was for Overhaul in the Best Antagonist category. Um, I, in all honesty, I thought that we would have seen more. I would have thought that Mirio maybe would have gotten a Best Hero or Best Protagonist or Best Boy nomination, but he didn't. I digress. The 2020 awards were dominated with nominations for three anime. uh, Carolyn Tuesday, Vinland Saga, and Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Each of these three series had nine nominations each. uh, And wins in 2020 were more spread out with Demon Slayer and Kaguya-sama Love is War, uh, each coming out with three wins. Mob Psycho 100 Season 2... Uh, The Promised Neverland and The Rising of the Shield Hero each had two wins apiece and once again we had another series get eight nominations without a single win and that one was Sarazanmai. Um, And you know I I can't help but feel bad you know for these anime that had all these nominations and get nothing for it. Like don't get me wrong it, it I think it does speak for itself when a series gets as many nominations as that, um, but it, it it still feels like bad, you know, not being able to take home a single win from that. Like to be a you know a jack of all trades but master of none, it's not a great look, um, you know. And like that being said, you know in the in the case of like Carolyn Tuesday and Vinland Saga, they both got nominated for you know, nine, uh, categories each. And at the very least, each of them was able to take home a win. So, you know, at least there's a, an award for the effort there, but it feels, it feels bad when something just gets no wins despite having eight plus nominations. But you know that, that's what it is. But, um, you know, after looking at the data, it's, pretty clear that you know a popular series can you know really dominate the different categories since you know final decisions are voted on by the public uh, there are certainly arguments for or against it compared to something like you know a judge and committee voting you know like similar to like the oscars or other professional uh, anime awards but you know on the positive side this does give a voice to the people and that, that, you know, even if you technically count the fact that they can vote multiple times. But, you know, then again, most people are used to that if they've ever seen a reality competition show on television where there's multiple voting options. Uh, you know, like me personally over the years, I've watched America's Got Talent, um, American Idol, The Voice, etc., etc., And all of them have the option for you to vote for a contestant multiple times. So it's, just kind of how it is. But that being said, I do want to dig a little deeper here and, you know, point out some of the other trends in the nominations um, and show some results that aren't necessarily seen at face value. So first and foremost, um, I want to talk about the results for the different animation studios. Um, because this is this is fairly important. Um, you know, the anime is one thing, but the people that make it Uh, It can be big. So, the top 10 animation studios in terms of nominations. uh, We have Studio Bones, which had 50 nominations over the four years with 18 wins. Um, But keep in mind here that of those nominations and wins, half of them, half of the nominations, 24 exactly, were for MHA or My Hero Academia-related seasons and or the movie, and 13 of those 18 wins, again, were from My Hero Academia. Uh, Wit Studio had the second-most nominations with 32, and it had 4 wins. Uh, Studio Mappa had 31 nominations, so just one lower than Wit Studio with 9 wins. Um, but again, another thing to keep a note here that of those 9 wins, 7 of those were for Yuri on Ice. Uh, TMS Entertainment had 19 nominations and one win. Um, eight, and here's the sad thing again. Eight nominations for TMS Entertainment were for Megalobox. Um, and then five of them were for Dr. Stone. But at least in the case of Dr. Stone, it had a win. So you, there's something right there. Uh, Trigger came next with 17 nominations and sadly only one win. Um, that's kind of sad uh, for Trigger. With all the great stuff that it's done. They only have one win. Really sad. Uh, A1 Pictures comes in next with 16 nominations and 6 wins. Cloverworks had 15 nominations and 3 wins. Kyoto Animation had 13 nominations and 3 wins. Ufotable had uh, 10 nominations and 3 wins. All 3 of those wins coming from Demon Slayer. And Madhouse had 10 nominations and 0 wins. So... On the board, but not really there. Uh, when looking at the winners for the best openings and best endings, uh, MAPPA uh, won twice, um, both of which for, again, Yuri on ice. Bones had two wins. A1 Studios had two wins, although one of those wins was from Dar- Darling and the Franks, which was also produced by both Cloverworks and Trigger. Um... Kyoto Animation had one win, and Wit Studio had win. Um, for Best Animation, um, Bones came in with two wins here. Uh, once for My Hero and once for Mob Psycho. Although one could potentially argue against My Hero in that regard. Because uh, the art style versus animation. Two very different things. Mob Psycho definitely deserved it. Um, because the animation was Super clean. Um, My Hero Academia, yeah, the animation was clean. Like, it's good. I I won't argue with that. But I could also argue for the fact that others were better. Um, Mappa had one win here. uh, And Kyoto Animation had one win here as well. Um, And then for Anime of the Year, 2017 had uh, Yuri on Ice from Mappa. 2018 had Made in Abyss from Kinema Citrus. Devilman Crybaby... Oh my gosh! Why, why do I keep slipping on Crybaby? It's just it just keeps happening, it just keeps happening. Uh, Devilman Crybaby won in 2019 um, by Studio Science Saru, and then Demon Slayer won in 2020 with uh, Studio U- uh, Ufotable. Um, and then one last note here on the streaming platform side of things, because um, the, va- the vast majority of the anime and whatnot that were nominated, most of them are ones that you'll find on Crunchyroll uh, through Funimation, maybe High Dive. Although, if you have Irv, then you get some of the High Dive stuff on Crunchy with Crunchyroll, but I digress. Um, Netflix had 11, 11 nominations and 3 wins in 2019 and 13 nominations and 1 win in 2020. As for Amazon Prime... Um, It had 19 nominations and 4 wins in 2018, and 17 nominations and 2 wins in 2020. So, what can we see from all of this info? Um, Based on it, Bones is more often than not the studio to beat. Um, While it hasn't achieved an Anime of the Year award in the four years that the CAA has been going on, 50 nominations and 18 wins are impressive. And regardless of your feelings for or against My Hero Academia, since that was the driving force for the Bones wins, its its popularity can't be denied. Now, that said, unless the judges for the 2021 awards decide that the second half of Season 4 of MHA deserves some nominations, we won't be seeing it again until 2022. And yes, I... I do fully expect it to be back in 2022. Mark my words. Uh, the new season comes out in spring. It will be good. You will you will see it back in the 2022 Crunchyroll Awards. I, I guarantee it. Uh, Wit Studio and Mappa are also studios not to be underestimated in terms of popularity. Having 30 plus nominations each is incredibly substantial and WIT might not have as many studio wins as MAPPA or A1 Studios for that matter, but their work is solid. And while MAPPA did get seven of its nine wins from Yuri on Ice, it did achieve what Bones couldn't, and that's getting Anime of the Year award. And again, from Yuri on Ice. Um, I want you to keep MAPPA in mind for later, though. MAPPA is going to be very important for later. Uh, And before moving on, Again, I do want to touch briefly on Amazon Prime and Netflix. Um, Prime had its time in the sun in 2018 and a decent run in 2020, but I don't think we'll see much of it for the 2021 awards. Netflix, on the other hand, has had a better chance, in my opinion. Uh, the Netflix selection of anime, like I said, it seems to be getting stronger each year, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a decent handful of Netflix anime getting nominations for the 2021 war- awards. Again, We'll have to wait and see, but I think they've got a good shot. Uh, not Dragon's Dogma, though. Dragon's Dogma was shit. Uh, Mother's Basement is uh, spot on about that. <laughs> Absolute garbage. Um, but, back to Jujutsu Kaisen. Why do I think that it could sweep the nominations and possibly the awards for 2021? Let's get down to business on that. First and foremost, the reception uh, to Jujutsu Kaisen so far has been very positive, positive. But it doesn't come as much of a shock to me considering how well the manga has been performing. Uh, for those una- unaware, the manga by Gigi Akutami has been running a weekly Shonen Jump since April of 2017, and as of October of this year, the manga has sold over 10 million volumes, including digital sales, with its 13th volume releasing at the beginning of October. Um, from what I saw on the Oricon charts, it had already sold over 400,000 copies and climbing, um, but yeah, it's it's solid. Um, the vast majority of those sales happened in 2020, since the manga has only sold, or by November of 2019, it only sold 2.5 million copies. Um, now, these aren't Demon Slayer numbers, but that's still impressive to sell 7.5 million copies in the span of a year. Like, consider how big those numbers could grow after the first season ends, uh, after the winter 2020. 2021 anime season um since this first season that we're getting is 24 episodes which is fantastic that we're getting that much especially since not you know not all anime that we've gotten shonen jump wise has had that many episodes i'm looking at you the promise neverland but that's fantastic um it is also worth mentioning a few more things about the manga and its author Um, himself. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen won the third annual Tsutaya Comic Awards in 2019, and it was nominated for the 65th Shogakukan Manga Awards in the Shonen category in that same year. On the Manga Plus mobile app side of things, the manga currently ranks ninth in popularity as of the writing of this episode. Uh, And as for the author himself, he and Endo Tatsuya, who is the creator of Spy Family from Manga Plus, Uh, they were both assistants working at one point for Kanō Yasuhiro, who created uh, *Kiss X* *Kiss X Death* in Shonen Jump Plus from 2014 to 2018. Um, You know, not necessarily a big title by any means. It was only you know seven volumes long, but it is really cool that you know two of the hottest writers uh, for Jump and Shueisha right now um, were both assistance for the same author at one point um and overall i will say that jujutsu kaisen is a rising star in jump and i i've got nothing but positive expectations for it especially given how the current arc uh has been pretty damn awesome so far um it could be definitely be a game changer once it finally gets animated but i don't expect that until maybe like season three um and once we get to that arc, it is going to be an entire anime season by itself. I mean, the the current arc, they're using the same title. So like, uh, blank, blank, part X, uh, and it's like up to like 43, 45 ish uh, and it's still going. Um, so yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And I have no doubt that that's also part of the reason why it's driving sales, um, which I do want to make one other quick comparison. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, that $10 million in sales is pretty significant, especially when you consider that it is um, on par with Black Clover that has about almost double the amount of volumes that Jujutsu Kaisen has. Um, and it's also doing a lot better than Dr. Stone, But uh, as a fan of Dr. Stone myself, I'm hoping that the uh, second season of Dr. Stone helps to uh, really boost the manga sales coming up. Uh, Because the next season is freaking fantastic. And I'm very excited for that. Uh, 2021 cannot come soon enough. Um, But that being said, back to Jujutsu Kaisen. So Knowing that the manga itself is good, let's talk about the elements of the anime that could mean big success for it. Uh, And first and foremost, the anime studio adapting Season 1 of Jujutsu Kaisen, it's MAPPA. (laughs) Being produced by one of the top three winning studios is big, and MAPPA is the only one of the three to win Anime of the Year. So that's incredibly promising. Uh, Though I will say this right now, I don't think... That Jujutsu Kaisen will win Anime of the Year, since we're only seeing half of the season by the time voting rolls around. I think it might still get nominated, though, just given the pool of candidates um, from this year. But you never know. Uh, you know, anything could happen. Uh, it all depends on the judges and what their selections are, and it depends on what the public decides. Um, but again, I, at least me personally it could get nominated, I doubt it's going to win. Um, also of mention is the fact that the anime is being directed by Sungwoo Park. Uh, and if that name is it sounds familiar, it should, because uh, he directed the first season of God of High School uh, during the summer season, and the comparison is super clear. While God of High School had a rushed first season, especially if you're someone that read the manhwa and you know, How long that was actually supposed to be. Um, Despite that the animation for the fight scenes was top notch. And that same quality of animation is already being seen. Five episodes into Jujutsu Kaisen's first season. And if this quality holds up. We're in for a good time. Uh, But what about the voice cast? Uh, Voice cast is freaking fantastic. Um, We've got uh, Junya Inoki as Yuji Itadori, Um, he's known as Fugo in Jojo Part 5, uh, Golden Wind, uh, as well as Sota in the Inuyasha sequel Yasahime, Uh, we've got Yuma Ichida as Megumi Fushiguro, Uh, he was Ash Lynx in Banana Fish, Ginshi Shirazu in Tokyo Ghoul Re, and Kyo Soma in the Fruits Basket reboot. We've got Asami Seto as Nobara Kugisaki, um, and she is best known as Raftalia from Shield Hero, a former Best Girl uh, winner from the awards. Uh, we've got Yuichi, Yuichi Nakamura as Gojo Sensei, a man of many anime voices. He voices Hawks. He vo- voices Moomin Rider. He voices Gray Fullbuster. He was Bruno Bicharti in JoJo Shigure Soma from the Fruits Basket reboot. Chef Shinomiya in Shokugeki no Soma, etc., etc., etc. He's great. Um, we've got Junichi Suwabe as Sukuna. Uh, Sukuna, uh, he's Eraser from My Hero. He's Hayama from Shokugeki no Soma. Abakio from Jojo Part 5. Uh, much, much more for him, too. Um, and in Episode 5, we had Takihiro Sakurai, who is a man of even more voices. He's Korono from Fire Force. Gyu from Demon Slayer. Regan from Mob Psycho. Rohan from Jojo Part 4. And again, many more. Um, and the great cast, it doesn't stop there. Um, the, the cast includes actors, um, overhaul, uh, overhaul from my hero, Rob Lucci, Buggy the Clown and Emporio Ikina from One Piece. Setsuna from Yasahime. Meruem the Chimera Ant King from Hunter Hunter. Kazuma Kiryu from the Yakuza games. Satori Tendo, Tendo from Haikyuu. Yoko from Gurren Lagann. Alice Nakiri from Shokugeki no Soma. Kasaki from Dr. Stone. Lisa Lisa from Jojo Part 2. And Haruka Nanase from Free. Um, and we're, we're to the wise... Uh, get ready to absolutely hate, <laughs> absolutely hate the character that Nanase's voice actor plays. Uh, he, he, he's Satan himself, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but yeah, the, the the cast is just freaking fantastic. I I am so in love with it. I am so ready for the other people to be a part of it. I am so enthused, and so should everyone else. Um, and if there's, if there's one thing that I don't need to speak for... Uh, but will anyway. It's the fact that the opening and ending for Jujutsu Kaisen are just straight up fire. The opening on Toho Animation's YouTube page has over 8.6 million views over the past month, and the ending has 4.2 million. Not to mention the full versions on Animality's YouTube channel have high view/slash listen counts too. Uh, 4.6 million for the opening Kai Kai Kitan by Eve. And $2.2 for Lost in Paradise by LAI featuring AKLO. Um, I myself am responsible for tens of views on all four videos. Um, And fun fact, ALI is actually an acronym for Alien Liberty International. I never knew this before. Uh, The band members all have mixed roots with heritage from Japan, Europe, America, Asia, Africa, and more. Uh, So that's really cool that we have a very international, uh, band, uh, doing the ending. Also makes sense why it's mostly in English. Um, that definitely makes sense. So with the anime details out of the way, how does that translate to nominations for the CAA? Uh, if the awards stay the same as, uh, the 2020 awards, I think that Jujutsu Kaisen has a shot at being nominated for the following categories. Best Protagonist, Best Antagonist, Best Boy, Best Girl, Best Director, Best Animation, Best Character Design, Best Score, Best Fight Scene, Best Japanese Voice Actor Performance, Best Fantasy, Best Opening, Best Ending, and Anime of the Year, possibly. Um, and if it gets nominated for all of those, that's a possible 14 out of 18. Now, I, I do want to clarify here, though, that while I think that Jujutsu Kaisen has a strong chance of getting nominated for these characters, I don't think that it will win all of them. And, you know, for that matter, um, I don't necessarily think that it's going to get nominated for all of those 14 categories. But I do think it has a very strong chance in several of them. Um, first and foremost, I think nominations for opening and ending are a lock. A win for best ending is very possible, and the opening has some potential to win as well. Um, I know it's one of my favorites from this year, but if between the two, if it were to win one, I'm pretty sure that Jujutsu Kaisen is going to win best ending. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so many people have been commenting that. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, when it comes to best characters slash voice actor performances, Shonen series as a whole tend to do very well here because of how popular they are. Uh, just look at My Hero and Demon Slayer. Even Dr. Stone and The Promised Neverland did well with nominations, and they each got a win under their belts. But, uh, I mean, My Hero, again, in one year, had double nominations in Best Boy and Best Girl. So it's entirely possible. That we could get nominations here. Um, that being said. If anything. I think that the characters that have the strongest chance of getting nominated for anything. Are Gojo Sensei and or Sukuna. Um, with a possible voice actor nomination as well. Just given who voices those characters. Um, I think that Best Boy and Best Girl. They may be like just out of reach. But we'll see. It, you know. Anything could happen. It all depends on public perception. Um, uh, As for the musical score, it is definitely solid. It's got a nice mix of horror elements and hip-hop beats, uh, which is always a good combination. They tend to do very well. Um, It seems to be a very Shonen Jump anime thing right now to have hip-hop in the tracks, so I'm all for the trend. Um, And the director himself could definitely receive a nomination here. Uh, For either Jujutsu Kaisen. Or or God of the High School. um, If we're judging by animation. Um, And with that said. Either one of them or both. Could receive the nomination. And possible win for Best Animation. Um, Between the two. I think fight scene. Best fight scene. Might see a God of High School win here. Just because of the finale fight. With how that was animated. Um, Everything that was happening. I definitely think. Uh, God of High School has probably the best shot this year of winning that, but we'll see. Um, uh, Best character design, I'm a little iffy here. Um, The main human characters all wear, you know, variations of a black school uniform, um, but... But the design of the curses, that might pull the nomination here. Um, That might be able to get the win. Um, Not to mention the the visual difference between um, Itadori and Sukuna. Um, I think that's cool in and of itself. But again, we'll see. So, if I'm being conservative here, I think that Jujutsu Kaisen could have a nomination and win record similar to Demon Slayer from this year I think it's performed better than a lot of the other Crunchyroll originals that came out this year especially especially the various manhwa um, I have my thoughts on those and I'll probably have a video on them at some point uh, discussing my thoughts but uh, I definitely think that Jujutsu Kaisen did better than them um And, you know, we could see a lot of these nominations and or wins happen because of the recency effect. I mean, I think recency effect plays a big part in a lot of things, especially like if you make a comparison to like the Oscars, um, recency effect has a major part in that. Like you have a lot of people just kind of like forget about things that happen at the beginning of the year and focus more on the stuff toward the end. But again... We'll see. Um, I think, though, the fact that since Jujutsu Kaisen is continuing into the winter 2021 season, that will help it more than hurt it. But, of course, I honestly could be jumping the gun with all. I I could be jumping the gun here with all of this. I really could. Again, we are only five episodes into the anime at this time of writing the script. Um, but MAPPA has done a fantastic job of adapting the manga so far. Um, and I think it could keep up the quality for another 19 episodes. The fact that we're already having such a great start to this is, in my opinion, fantastic. Because not everything has as good of a start like Jujutsu Kaisen has. Um, so I think that's nothing but positive. Um, and again, I have my biases here. I have been reading the manga since it started and I'm a fan of MAPPA, so... Yeah, they, I'm, I'm firmly in their corner here. But, you know, one can't help but wonder what would have happened had, you know, productions for other anime, if they had stayed on target this year rather than pushing things back into 2021. A lot of stuff that we're going to be seeing in January or even spring, <laughs> they were supposed to be at the end of 2020. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, it is what it is at this point. Um, and, you know, this, this just will make the the 2022 Anime Awards all the more exciting with all the cool stuff that's going to happen. But for now, those are my thoughts and my reasonings for why I think Jujutsu Kaisen is going to do well, if not sweep the nominations and some wins in the 2021 Crunchyroll Anime Awards. And I would love to hear what you guys think in the comments section about this video and my thoughts as well as your thoughts. Do you think I'm on point or way too optimistic with my predictions? Are you enjoying the anime so far and or are you fans of the manga? How excited are you for the voice cast we've been hearing so far as well as the people still yet to come? Uh, And, you know, what do you think of all the previous winners for the Crunchyroll Anime Awards? You know, on that topic, were there particular picks that you loved and or picks that you're still, you know, salty about even now? Are you mad that Yuri on Ice or My Hero Academia won so many th- freaking things? I want to hear it. Let's discuss it. I think it'll be fantastic. But for now, though, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you enjoy my content and want to support what I do, it would mean a lot to me for you to like this video and subscribe if you haven't already. If listening on podcasting platforms is more your thing, I've got links in the, subscrip- er, in the description down below. ...for this YouTube video for all the places you can find my content. If nothing else, I am a Spotify kind of guy, and all my episodes, podcast-wise, get uploaded to Spotify every week on Friday. Um, Stay tuned to my YouTube channel for extra videos, though, coming out this month of November. I've got some fun stuff planned following up on some of the most popular videos from last year. Um, You can hit the bell icon next to your subscription to be notified when they get released plan so far, for sure, I will be doing my Arksa Anime Forgot Shield 21, uh, part two, that is coming this month, I promise on that, um, I've got a lot of days off that I get to work on it, so that is my plan, um, make it as good, if not better, than the first one, um, which, you know, I, I I'll say this now, um, <laughs> the reason why part two, why it hasn't happened until, like, now is the fact that like when I was working on my YouTube videos last year, (laughs) that video originally only had 20 some views, wasn't touched. And then my year of inactivity just boomed, um, up to 300 plus views, um, making it one of my more viewed videos. Um, (laughs) a lot of interaction on that one. Um, so I definitely want to, you know, appeal to the people that enjoyed that one and, Uh, get my thoughts out there on part two, uh, because Eyeshield 21 definitely should have been animated all the way through to this, but it wasn't. Um, so it's up to me to tell you guys how I feel about it. And other than that, I do also want to have a follow-up on, um, my list of the top anime that need a reboot. Um, because there are things on that video that I was right about, things that I was wrong about, things that I want to go into more discussion on. Um, so that is another video that I'm planning to do, whether that, that comes out in November as well, or December, it'll happen for it for the end of the year. Um, so look forward to that. I just wanted to do it. I wanted to have more time to focus on that video. So that's why I'm waiting, but, uh, yep. Other than that I do have other podcasts That I'm planning for the rest of the year Looking to do some collaborations with people To get more people on the podcast Because it's fun to talk to people Rather than just sitting in a room by myself uh, You know, speaking into a microphone But I digress Um, More fun content on the way Um, So yeah Um, But that said, for now That concludes this video And until next time My name is Axel Ablaze And in the words of Lost in Paradise, night and day are fading out. Keep on dancing now. Hey, hey. So long, everybody.